0: Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one Liverpool versus Aston Villa in the Premier League. Um yes. It, it was on it, it still feels like yesterday when I was watching Liverpool Man City. Um very strange performance from us, but it was the first game after being crowned champions and champions hangover etc etc. And obviously that it was quite a crushing defeat, but I'm sure Jurgen Klopp drilled the boys um, to get that out of their system to make sure we put things right in this game. And did the boys put that right in this game? Well, I'm going to talk about it. Um, yes, you got Aston Villa, who, if you remember in the reverse fixture, I believe that was the game where I knew Liverpool be champions. Just because the resilience to win and to come back from behind... Being 1-0 down, 85th minute, scoring two late goals. Um, yeah, just cemented what a performance that was. And that was champions' DNA, them kind of performances. And yeah, we know. And here we are, many months later, about nine months later. Um, obviously, Aston Villa still fighting for their lives. Liverpool crowned his champions. So it's just a matter of a formality performance Whether we'd see that today And yeah, we'll get into that as well So the lineup for today In goal, Alisson, left-back, Roberson, centre-backs Van Dyke, Gomez, right-back, Trent Alexander, Arnold Your midfield three, Fabinho, Cato Oxley, Chamberlain And up front, Origi, Salah, Mane So yeah Changes in the midfield, o- Oxley chamberlain starting, Nye Kater starting, because um, you're playing Thursday-Sunday football, it makes sense to rotate. Um, obviously, when you're crowned champions as well, there's you're allowed the freedom to rotate without having to put pressure or fatigue on certain players. Um, it was fantastic to see Nye Kater start. I wanted to see him start against Man City, it didn't happen. But there's a record which I said in the last podcast And I'll say it again Every time Naivey Status starts a Premier League game for Liverpool We win No, sorry Every time we started we have never lost So And obviously being at Anfield where that record speaks for itself And Naivey starting It goes to show that um, Yeah, fate was on our side really if you look at the history record books. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain starting. Will it be an opportunity for him to, to prove himself? I'll get into that as well. And same with Divock Origi, who is kind of a fringe player this season. He's not quite had the impact we all saw like, last season. I'll get into his performance as well. And I'll get into his hairstyle as well. Um, but other than that, rest of the lineup was pretty good. Happy with the back five. And um Salamane. So yeah the game starts now and it still felt mentally watching that first half it felt like we were still on the beach and I'll say we was on the beach in terms of we were look we were very very disjointed um how uh like where do I where do I start? Like the tempo was just not there for starters, and it should have been there because you're not going with the workhorse midfield anymore. You're going with the technical midfield, the players who'll be comfortable in the half space, such as Cater and Oxlade-Chamberlain. And in the first half, you kind of see them just both playing it safe-ish. So it's just more this lethargic passing um, Fabinho was on job Because all he had to do Was tidy up any tackles And keep the fluidity going But um, He was fine The back four The the back four Had a very meh Kind of first half um, Andy Robertson I don't know what's wrong with him I feel like When he's when Robinson has a bad game, it's quite glaringly obvious. You saw it in Man City, and he had it in spells in this game as well. So you were seeing things like just the crossfield passes being under hit. hits, or when you're when we're on the counter attack, everyone's running to one side and the ball's being whipped to another side, and it just, they just, they, it just felt like we were learning how to play with each other. And obviously Aston Villa did the usual two banks of four, played deep block and hope for the best kind of performance. Um, But yeah, in the first half, I I, I can't even remember. We had a shot, but it didn't hold of any significance and I can't remember who had the shot as well. It might have been Salah, but I can't, yeah. I think there was a moment where Salah was taking way too many touches on the ball. I just wanted him to release it quicker there was also another moment where he could have released the ball to Mane quicker. There were times on the counter-attack where Mane and Salah, came, the passing was either just under-hit or it wasn't precise. And Origi was just there. on or, if We were playing Origi out of position again, which is annoying. He, we're, playing, we're playing him in on the wing. What, what do you expect? And he's a very limited player. He does that thing where he's running, he's driving. He will cut in and then he will just run. He will dribble five yards backwards. So that original run you made was initially for nothing. And it was just a constant cycle of that. And it, and either Origi has a thing where he looks like he's either very laid back or he's a confidence type player where things just go for him and he's still looking laid back. This time he was laid back and I couldn't see the confidence. And this guy dyed his hair blonde today. If you saw, if you saw the match today, you'd thought he looked like dribble C. no joke, <laughs> with the blonde hair. Um, but yeah, Aston Villa, they weren't really threatening that much in the football. They didn't really threaten as much because we were mainly on the ball. But they had spells on the ball where they looked like they wanted to create something, and there was times where we had to defend corners. But there was no clear cut chances for Aston Villa in that first half at all. So, overall, that first half was just completely forgettable. It was like the boys were on the beach and you could understand why they'd be on the beach. You've had two very intense seasons. The season before, you had to keep constantly winning just to keep up with Manchester City to reach that 97 points. This year, we've had to, we've had the best start to a top five league ever. And then, um, Literally walk in the league. Then you get the coronavirus thing. And then you get back into the league and try to find out a routine again. And then you finally get the relief of winning the league. And winning the, and winning the league with seven games to spare. It will take... A, it. Will, your intensity mentality... The mentality will just might take at ease. Because like, you're mentally on the beach. And let's be honest, this game was a friendly match because... Other than the points tally, we have nothing to play for. We are already champions. All we are doing is waiting for that day where we can lift the title against Chelsea. But for this match, it was a friendly, but I'd still like to see some sort of intensity, some sort of fluidity. And with the technical midfield, it just wasn't there. Oxley chamberlain was hiding today. and And... And it didn't allow Keita to flourish Because Keita likes to pick up balls in half spaces But Chamberlain likes to bomb on so much all the time That Naby would be like Oh, I don't want to cover I-, I technically have to cover for Chamberlain Because this guy is like a headless chicken And Chamberlain just didn't have anything going for him at all And going forward it- it- It's looking like we, it- It's looking like we need a better technical player um, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter. There's rumors of Tiago might come. He might want to come to Liverpool. I don't know how much concrete evidence that is, but that's just the word in the street. And Tiago would be an answer. He's a world-class midfielder, and he would. And he's better than Chamberlain by far. Everyone knows that. Um, and it'd be a good competition between him and Naibi. And it might even step up Naibi even more. Even though I still believe Naibi caters the final piece. And I'll get into why he's the final piece in the second half. Um, but yeah, Fabinho was fine. And that was pretty much the first half. But yeah, second half starts now. And it's still lethargic. It's still more or less the same. There's no intensity. Um... Then I was seeing Sadio Mane making mistakes like under hit passes or he'll fall off balance. Um Sa- Mo Salah just picking the ball up, trying to win penalties or fouls by going down too easily. Um yeah, Salah had the ish had a shaky game, um but yeah the midfield still just wasn't working and it was crying for a change. And will we see that change? Yes, we got it. After an hour, Klopp made a triple substitution. Origi came off, thank God. Origi absolutely done nothing in that hour period. The drop off in quality between the final, the front three, the usual front three, and him is quite bad. And I'll get into what changes we need to do in the transfer window after the game. Bobby Firmino comes on. He's yet to score a Premier League goal at Anfield, but he's still the core to the system, and he would have allowed some fluidity. Um, Genie comes on, Chamberlain comes off, rightly so, Chamberlain had a stinker, and Jordan Henderson was coming on, and I thought I thought Keita might be coming off. I, I believed it would have been Keita, but Fabinho came off. Um, I was a little bit surprised, but I was a little bit happy at the same time. Because it means Klopp trusts Naby. and that's what we need for Klopp to trust Naby to let him flourish to do his thing, especially in the gate in a match where the title is already wrapped up. There is no pressure on Kator. so to keep him on was very key. And and you saw the immediate difference with the workhorse midfield, and it is, and you can understand why Jurgen Klopp always opts for the workhorse midfield. Because the workhorse midfield demands intensity, whereas the technical midfield allows in a bit of individual brilliance to help us bail us out. And with Robertson having a bad game, and with Trent a little bit nullified, it didn't really allow um, our fullbacks to create. And usually, and that onus was on the technical midfield, and they failed. But Cato was still on because he was the only one in our technical midfield that could still make things happen. And Aston Villa were then growing in confidence as well um, They were winning more free kicks They were testing our backline a bit more um, I think Alisson had a save to make I can't remember who from I can't remember who from really um, But yeah, finally you get a breakthrough um, I'm trying to remember how this ball happens Oh uh, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool um, build up play Trying to find holes in that Aston Villa defence Naby Keita is on, is on the channels on the edge of the 18. He holds the ball. He waits. He waits. He does this intelligently. He done this against Man United as well. Um, he waits for some... He stands on the ball, looks up for peripheral vision to see who will make that darting run. Sadio Mane makes that darting run. Naby Keita slides a driving through ball. The ball falls to Sadio Mane. Hits the crossbar. Bounces in. 1-0 Liverpool. Naby Keita assists and Sadio Mane gets a goal. And yes, um, it was lovely to see it get, Sadio Mane can get a goal. Because up to, up to that point, he was not looking his usual self. But the fact he gets a goal just shows how world class he is. And I personally think he might go on to win PFA Player of the Year. Um, as soon as that goal goes in, Aston Villa heads kind of drop. And it's just about trying to keep professional at that point in time. And then we make another substitution. Um, Curtis Jones comes on. Uh, Naibi Kater comes off. Naibi Kater had a brilliant, other than that shaky first half because of the double responsibility thing. Second half, he really flourished. I'm really impressed with Kater. He is the answer, folks. He is the answer. If you're going to have a workhorse midfield, you need one technical guy. And if if Thiago's not coming, it's going to have to be Kater. And it can't Ox Ox does it in spells, but he's not he doesn't have that IQ Kater has and that's why you need to trust in him. Forget all this injury record nonsense, all this uh he's not trustworthy. Naibi is trustworthy, he is worth the money, trust me. He will prove it to you over time. And I know this is his second season, but he will definitely prove that he was worth what he what he is. Um so yeah, Curtis Jones comes on He's recent. He signed a new deal yesterday. Five year contract. Um, obviously, Klopp also brings him on, so there's a chance for him to get a Premier League medal. So when he comes on, um, he immediately looks lively. Um, there's a he links up play with Henderson, takes a shot with his left foot outside the box, goes out wide, but um, it just shows how much confidence Curtis Jones has, and he he didn't let that he didn't let that stop him because. Boy, he was key in this goal. Um, Liverpool on the break again. Robertson whips the ball in. Salah cushions the head off of Curtis Jones, who half-volleys it and it ripples into the net. Curtis Jones' first Premier League goal of the season. Um, Lovely for the lad. And it just shows um, Liverpool Academy players prospering. We've seen it with Trent. And now the next in line is Curtis Jones. And obviously Harvey Elliott to come over a period of time as well. But yeah, Curtis Jones levelling up, getting his first Premier League goal. I'm very happy for the boy. He, scores a, he signs a new deal yesterday and scores today, which goes to show that this boy has untapped potential. And with the right people around him, um, it, it's all there. And great leadership from Jordan Henderson as well in that second half. He made sure the intensity was sustained. And Henderson is undroppable. So we we need Henderson. He shows his leadership qualities by far. You see the clear difference in the understanding and responsibility this Liverpool team has. Uh, And yeah, after that second goal, Nico Williams comes on and comes off. Tries to get some Premier League appearances. Again, Liverpool have some half chances-ish. Mo Salah trying to get on the ball more. I know he's chasing that Golden Boot record. I don't. It's looking increasingly unlikely that it's not going to happen. Um, Alisson keeps stops a shot, 90th minute from Jack Grealish, gets a gets a clean sheet. Um, so he's now tied with Nick Pope again. So back to back Golden Golden Glove is still on for Allison despite missing nine games. So that just shows how class Allison is. My man of the match would be um Cater just because he dug deep and he made and he made the key pass for us to get the opening goal. Honourable mention um Jordan Anderson because the difference in intensity changed. Honourable mention Curtis Jones comes on nineteen years old Scores a goal as a, as a substitute appearance. Brilliant to see. Notable concerns. Divo Origi. I personally think this might be his farewell season. Last season, he was brilliant. He came clutch. He had less appearances and came clutch. He only made 13 appearances. Scored seven, eight goals. He's had 33 appearances this year. He scored... Five, I think Five goals Not good enough Not good enough We are now Premier League champions Champions of Europe Champions of the world I want to sustain this period of being at the top of where we are The drop off between quality of the usual front three and Origi is staggering bad It made sense why Klopp wanted Timo Werner We couldn't afford him unfortunately but he is so key. And Divo Karigi is not the answer. I, I love him for what he did for us last season. But he's not the answer. Next season, moving forward, FSG going to have to open their purse and find someone who's quality. I know Ian Brewster's doing well on loan, but I'd love to see him be on loan for another season and just gain more experience. Um, we, need a, we need a prolific striker. Because without Firmino doing what he does, um, even though he doesn't get the goals, we all know what he contributes to in the system. Because he's really an attacking midfielder that allows the front, that allows our wingers to be inverted strikers. Because Firmino made a difference as well. He allowed more freedom for Mo and Salah. Because he's part, Firmino being an attacking midfielder turns him technically into a workhorse midfielder as well. So he is key, but he doesn't get enough goals. And there's times when games we just need that bit of that that clinical. Oh, you played crap, but that striker got that clinical goal. Do you know what I'm saying? And we and we need that option. We also need Andy Robertson. He had a he had a stinker. I'm not gonna lie. Um, even though he made a key pass for the second goal, um, he needs competition. He has no competition. It it can't be James Milner. I don't want to hear James Milner's his competition, because that's worrying. I don't want to see James Milner at left back because it limits what we do. Having a right-footed left back, um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I really don't want to see that at all. Um, but other than that, two 0 eighty-nine points, twelve points away from a hundred and one. Uh, yeah, the the Anfield record still sustained as. Um Liverpool winning ev- Liverpool beating every single uh, opponent that has come at, in a home game. Brilliant to see what well, Fortress is really Fortress Anfield. Um but yeah that's about it really. I don't really have any more complaints. Uh yeah, hopefully we just sustain this kind of form and we see a bit more professionalism, even though we we know we're champions, and mentality wise might have been slightly switched off. But it is what it is. We move. The next game is against Brighton. I don't know when it might be Wednesday or Thursday when we play that one. I I'm actually, I actually do not know, but I think it's Brighton away. I think, so that would be interesting. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Like, share, subscribe. And yeah, that's about it really. Until next time, this has been LFC Reactions.